It's Sunshine's Becky Gazeal here. Yes, and don't worry. If you missed us, well, that's why you're here, to catch up on the good stuff. All right, what story have you got to make us feel good? All right, well, I've often thought it, but now it's backed by science. Do you like being near the water? Of course. Yeah. It does make me feel like I need to go to the toilet sometimes, though. Oh, okay. Well, now science has proven that if you spend time near the water, you actually have lower levels of anxiety and stress. Oh, that's interesting. Why so? Please tell me more. Well, I can tell you right now, it uh, creates less stress in your life. It boosts creativity and boosts overall sense of happiness. Overall. uh, Now, here's why. Because it creates a sense of awe. So being around water gives us a sense of ah something greater than ourselves. Ah, yep. Then it creates a sense, uh, sorry, it provides soothing sensory experiences. The sounds, the smell, the sight of body. It uh, just creates a soothing atmosphere, really. Oh, I love it. And lastly, it facilitates mindfulness and reflection. Water is dynamic. It has different colours. It's moving. And your attention is thrown from what you would normally think about the day. Oh, I need to do this. My taxes. Is my tyre tie pressure okay? My car. And all <laughs> uh, of a sudden- thinking about that. <laughs> Thought about it this morning. <laughs> but, One of our tyres actually has a slow leak, so see, sometimes we do see, think about that. Do think but about I'm not it. worrying about it. Subconsciously, right? <laughs> it's all there. So you might be thinking, oh, I don't live near the ocean. Any body of water will do this. So if you just get a cup of water? <laughs> They're saying even if you sit in a bathtub, same experience. Now, it's not quite as much. So ocean is ideal. Mm-hmm. Then, obviously, the smaller bottle body of the water, uh, less effects for some reason. There is a river that runs down the back of my house. So that's great. So I should go down and stare at that more often. Yeah, but if you can't get to that, even like stare you said. Stare at my bathtub. Bathtub, <laughs> sink, uh, shower, anything that has water, really. Would... That's a the water. toilet. Nah. <laughs> that makes me think of the toilet. Okay, right, well, I'm feeling stressed, Gazelle. I'm going to go and look at the toilet for five minutes. Hey, look, I love sitting in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't? But like, for those that still can't, for whatever reason, get to a bath or a shower or a sink or a cup of water, even if you YouTube water, it still has great benefits for you. You need to do two hours of this per week for those benefits to, oh, to really sink in. Hey, I sit at my desk watching uh, YouTube water. What are you doing? The boss is like, what are you doing back? I'm trying to relax. Lowering my anxiety. Yeah. <laughs> All right, then. Good excuse. So a porcupine, hyena, and warthog this is a- walk into a burrow. <laughs> it's not a joke. Sure I kid you not. not. It's not a joke. A sign. Scientific paper has been published in the African Journal of Ecology and it found they were all able to cohabit in the same burrow. Hang on, hang on. List the animals again. Porcupine, yeah. hyena, and warthog. How big is this? What? Yeah, so they found this out by observing a camera traps outside a hyena's den yeah. uh, in Kenya. Okay. And uh, they found that there was a healthy respect for the uh, threats presented by their mutually formidable weaponry. So they gave each other space. Uh, In one of the hollows, there was up to seven hyenas, three warthogs, and two porcupines. And in another, there was 11 hyenas, six six warthogs, and two porcupines. So this is happening quite a lot. This isn't just a one-off. They shared the space for months, and sometimes they would come within meters of each other. I would have thought the warthog and the hyena, for sure, they're going at it. Well... Another interesting thing about the study is that the hyenas borrowing with the porcupines and warthogs seem to entirely refrain from hunting those species, while other hyenas in burrows by themselves continued to, to hunt, hunt the- them. 
Wow, that's fascinating. And the, the way it kind of worked was two of them are nocturnal. Yep. And the other, they say, is uh, di- diurnal? I don't know. I don't know. know what that is. So I don't know. Obviously not all awake and hunting at the same time, so they're yeah. able to share the space. Cohabitating. Yeah, how cool is that? That's crazy. What are, what are other animals that are like living together that we don't know? Well, they said that some other species were doing it in Italy, but this is the first of the African... Animals that that have been noted doing it. I mean, I went up north and I was in a cave and I saw a kangaroo and a bat. Well, there you go. <laughs> they were cohabiting the cave together. Is, is that as good and a story? And you two, three of you in there. <laughs> All three of us. You're right. That is some good news. We really hope you enjoyed that chat. It has been Sunshine's Beck and Jazeel. I think I enjoyed it more the second time. It was good. Left a nice taste in my mouth. We'll see you from three.